the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. Special occasion. All right, folks, welcome to S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio, FM 96, 1 AM 1170. The answer. By the way, folks, Audrey's wearing a necklace. I'm glad you noticed it. My husband made it for me. Did he really? Yes. He should quit his day job. It's called Dragon's Blood yeah. Turquoise. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. Thank you notice you. I noticed it? I did. I th- I really appreciate that it. That is nice. With your hair up, you have an elegant look today. Yes, you Thank do. Thank you. Thank you. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of good news today, folks. This is going to be a tough show for all three of us and the off-road community, and I will leave that to you if you can get through it. I will try not to get choked up and right. and get through it. Um, unfortunately, we have some very tragic um, news. We've had a, a, a big loss uh, last weekend um, out of Sacramento. Uh, our lobbyist, Kathy Lynch, and her longtime partner, Jerry Uphold, were uh, tragically murdered in their home um, last weekend. Kathy has been instrumental for the San Diego Off-Road Coalition, for our subcommittee, the Off-Road Vehicle Legislative Coalition, um, with uh, CORVA, California Off-Road Vehicle Association, and ASA, American Sand Association. Um, And she's been doing this how long? She's been doing this since 1985 is when she started her business, Lynch and Associates, as an, um, to be a lobbyist up in Sacramento, and yeah. she started lobbying back then. Um, she knows the ins and outs of the state capitol, um, how the committees work, their staffers, uh, what, how to process bills through, how to work uh, the system and work basically the staffers and get key information um and and valid very important vital information to push legislation to the proper people at the key time or the you know just the right moment she's been doing it for so long Mm -hmm. i mean her knowledge and she's just a brilliant woman and her Um, relationships her her relationships you know everybody in every committee yeah Yeah, because she's been there she's she's been there for you know almost. well that's what ed and i were talking about you know because we were saying okay we've got to find another lobbyist well you just can't go find another lobbyist a lobbyist with that experience you gotta have a lobbyist that has the right mindset you gotta have a lobbyist with the the right communication skills and is liked by all which it sounds like she was are there more people in her company or was it just her just her Um, and ann just uh, yeah and then her her assistant 
Yeah. And, and Anne is going to be helping us this year. Okay, so there is. A, well, you keep, waited she, long enough to tell me that. But she's mm-hmm. not a registered lobbyist. But she can get registered, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if she will. Yeah. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's going to help us with stuff that a lobbyist That's still in is the not works. required to be. Mm-hmm. But, but she'll help us get letters to the um, committees at the right time. And she'll give us guidance. Hopefully Sacramento's is going to appreciate her and yeah, and do something in her in her name. Uh, we don't have any information as far as uh, you memorial, know, service. memorial services, Celebration money that you yet. could send to a certain you know charity of what have you. Not yet, no, yeah, unfortunately. But, but you'll find that all out right here probably before you'll find it out anywhere else because yeah. there was very little news you know, in the news cycle. Yes. In fact, I've seen nothing in the news cycle. It's surprising that um, I think I think of because of how it played out. I don't know if it's yeah, you know, because of that and, and but that not sometimes, wanting to promote. You that's know. more. That's. I mean, you would think that that would be even more of a reason why you know some people would it would blow up yeah, and and, and catch national attention. Um, yeah. Well, our so. hearts go to the friends and fa- the family of, of Kathy, and we're we're going to do everything we can at our end to keep the ball rolling rolling um because the fight doesn't end no there's a about a a four minute and nine second video from march 31st on thursday um a couple of uh, senators that have worked with kathy for many years um uh, state senator uh, dale and um, senator nielsen um, adjourned the Senate uh, in honor and in the memory of Kathy. And um, I would just like to uh, switch over to the clip of that real quick um, and do the honor. I rise with the, with the deep heart and adjourn in memory of Kathy Lynch, who was an advocate with integrity and respect and loved by many. Tragically, Kathy was taken from us too soon. Kathy started her lobbying firm, Lynch & Associates, in 1985. Ms. Lynch's clients included business and trade associations, the nonprofit sector, and education interest in California. Prior to entering the world of public policy, Ms. Lynch worked for New York-based Fortune 500 company, where she specialized in labor relations and administration. She earned her Bachelor's of Science degree in nursing from Mount Mercy College and her Master's of Science degree in labor and industrial relations from Iowa State University. Showing her compassion for others, Kathy would even practice as a coronary care nurse at local hospitals on occasion during the weekends. Kathy had an unwavering commitment to advocating for legislation at the state capitol and was involved in many professional and community organizations. She cared deeply about the work that goes on in this building and and was especially passionate being the best advocate for her clients because she believed in the missions and their issues. It is our hope and prayer that those who worked around Kathy respect her for her commitment to doing everything she could to help make California a better place. I ask that we adjourn in her memory today. Thank you. Thank you, Senator Dolly. Senator Nielsen. Mr. President, ladies and gentlemen of the Senate, I do as well rise with a heavy heart. Known Kathy for some near 40 years as a strong advocate, standing forth for what she believed in, for whom and for the issues she advocated for. She 
gave all of her heart to it. She advocated in areas of some controversy, the right to keep and bear arms. There were other clients as well, but as you know, that's somewhat controversial around her here. Kathy never blinked an eye. She knew what she believed in. And though she did have an advocacy firm for her, that was very secondary to her fundamental First Amendment beliefs. She was always gracious, not combative and confrontive, friendly, a solid citizen. A good example of what advocacy can be around here and isn't always. Her partner in life, Jerry Uphold, also was a superb advocate, exhibiting the same qualities they enjoyed a good partnership. Those of us who knew them were shocked. And there are occasions when such news really does set you back. This one set me back. There seems to be some injustice when you lose someone under the circumstances that she passed. It's extra tragic. But we know that she is in God's hands. God's will be done. And my wife and I continue to fervently pray for Kathy and Jerry Uphold. Thank you for the Senate adjourning in their honor today. Wow. Congratulations. That's that's what a tribute. That's just great. All right. Yeah. We're, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Talk about Wayne Miller Tire if you'd like. Wayne Miller Mobile Tire out in Santee. He's here for any of your tire needs. If you're stuck on the side of the road, if you're stuck at a job site, he's got those mobile trucks. Come and get you back on the road and back to work. Give him a call at 619-596-2800. He also deals with RVs. So if you have an RV, you may not know this, but your tires are only good for six to seven years. Swing your RV over to Wayne Miller. Have him take a look at them. He can tell you whether or not they need to be replaced, even if they look good. Because there's nothing more exciting than going down the freeway and blowing a tire oh, in an yeah. RV. Oh, yeah. It's an e-ticket ride, I'm telling you. I mm-hmm. saw a guy driving yesterday with a flat front tire going about two miles an hour, and it, it, <laughs> didn't, <laughs> it didn't look very good. But you know what? I hate to tell you this, but the faster you go with a flat, <laughs> the better off. No, I did it. I'm I did it. Audrey right now. <laughs> I did it in a Lexus LX570. The light came on. I had zero pressure in the right front, so I stood on it. <laughs> and it got smooth. I went, okay, this is cool. I'm living. It wasn't a run flat. I'm living. No, it wasn't a run flat. So I'm living large. This is good. I'm going to make it to the exit. Mm-hmm. So I got to the exit, and then when I slowed down, and then I started beating the snot out of it. But yeah. it's funny. I mean, I'm not advocating that you do that, folks. It just happened to be something I didn't feel like pulling over and changing the flat what, because in a dangerous place. Well, no, I found a good place, but see, I can't. I have to change it because I go on air and tell people if I see some guy 
on the side of the road waiting for AAA, I usually roll the window down and yell at him. <laughs> and so of course I, you do. Well, of course I do. So now that I I can't I can't do that because I so I have to stop and change. I only ten minutes. It wasn't it wasn't that big a deal. That's good. I've changed a few in my day. Yeah, pull over, pull out my tools, so, and go exactly. to work. Yeah. So it's been a tough week. A tough week. It's been, um, I want to dedicate the show uh, to Kathy. Pasha's to Kathy. I mean, I don't think that we would be where we were at if it wasn't for Kathy Lynch and what she's done for us. us. Um, Ed did some research back in 2015. He interviewed a couple of different um, lobbyists and interviewed Kathy. Let let me go a little further back. Um, In 2007, the off-road program sunsetted. Yeah. And um, I was involved. I was president of SDRC back then. And um, I was involved in the reauthorization of the program. And and it was a hard run. Uh, We had, there was two lobbyists involved, uh, Terry and Pete. And uh, all the organizations were working together. And the environmentalists really came in on us hard. And it was a a very difficult process to to get what we wanted. And we didn't get all what we wanted. Not at all. So um, I knew that in 2017 it was going to be about the same. And I, I didn't think that the lobbyists that other people were supporting was going to do a great job for us. I thought, oh, we we should get somebody else. Uh, it would be great to have somebody helping. And so I wrote uh, grant requests uh, to Polaris and another company, to Yamaha. And... Uh, Polaris granted us uh, money. They gave me money, and I went shopping for a lobbyist. And mm-hmm. then another guy gave us some money, um, Lance Ricotta, who owns Boardmanville and is trying to get that bridge across the, tri- the railroad tracks out there. Yeah. So, so he helped us a little bit. And um, I went shopping for a lobbyist, and I interviewed a number of lobbyists. And I and uh, I've, there was a fish and wildlife meeting in a California Fish and Wildlife meeting in, in San Diego. It was down in Fashion Valley, and they were talking about a, um, a variety of, of, of animals that were going to potentially go on the list. And I was interested in the flat-tailed horned lizard, so I went down there for that. And there was a lobbyist there who was representing some hunting interests, and that was Kathy. She was there. And so I, I got to meet her, and I got to see her talk and see her in action. And I was very impressed with her. And, and so I, um, I I talked to her and I um, arranged a meeting and, and we, we negotiated. We, we came up with an agreement and I met her in downtown San Diego. Bob Ham came down too and the three of us, we, we signed the paper. Uh, and we hired her in late 2016 to help us with reauthorization of the program in 2017. And at the beginning, things went pretty smooth. Um, and then a state senator introduced his version of the program. We were looking this for somebody. This is the green sticker program. This is the, the green sticker. Of off- the green sticker because you haven't said that yet. So I'm I sorry. Wanna, Thank I you for helping. So this is the off-road vehicle program in California that has to do with green stickers, state vehicular recreation areas, and grants. Um, and so all of off-roading in California goes through the state parks program. And that program, which started in 1971, had been... Um, reauthorized a number of times, the environmental community would get involved and they, they wouldn't let it become a permanent program. They wanted it to come back for reauthorization so they could get in there and, and, and do things to... Tweak it. 
to tweak it. Yeah, basically they want to add their favor and things yeah. that we don't like. Yeah. And so every year there's stuff that we don't like, and it's always been a a, a battle. So I knew it was going to be a battle. So I wanted to have somebody on our side to help us. So we hired Kathy, and um, I have I had worked with three lobbyists before Kathy, and um, I didn't know how good a lobbyist could be until we got Kathy. I didn't know all the things that they could, would, or should have done until I saw the things that Kathy was doing. She was... I mean, we get a uh, master list capable. at the beginning of the season, like, all yeah, of the I'd, bills. We I'd get never a priority seen watch the, the list. We get updates on the priority we watch hear, list bills. We get. I mean, with we Pete, he'd say, "Oh, you might bills. want to look at this or that," but we never did a comprehensive search of all the bills that came in. So she did her job. She, she went above and beyond, in my opinion. So, so there was um, there was the searching at the beginning that was big, and then there's that, that bills go through committees. And a few times we like the lobbyists had said, okay, we need to go to this committee hearing. We need to have somebody speak. But I didn't know that you could get your um, your letter of of support or opposition to the committee members so many days before they meet, so that that letter can go to the committee members, so they know ahead of time what's going on and who supports a bill or who opposes a bill. So Kathy really was very good. Our bills that were important to us. Our letters got to that committee the right amount of time. So some of the bills that we really care about, the double uh, appointed bills, so the bills that go to more than one committee, for instance, um, the red sticker bill goes to both transportation and natural resources. So that's those two committees in both houses. So that's four committee hearings. And then they both get appropriation committees. So that's, um, six. So that's six committees. And then if there's a change in the other house and it has to go back to the other, so it could, it could be like 10 or 12 committee. There's a lot of stops a bill can make and you need to track and you know where, when and where, and it's a lot of work, but Kathy had it down pat and I didn't see other lobbyists doing this. And I don't know if we can get another lobbyist that's going to do this, at least not for what we can afford because we're not an oil company. We're not, uh, a, a nursing um, union. We're, we're just a bunch of volunteers that are trying to keep the desert open. You know, yeah. and, well, more than just the desert, we're trying to keep all public land open. Yeah. Right. You know, well, but, yeah. And, 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 and our Kathy bake sales really, only make so much money. Yeah, and her heart. I mean, she really cared about what we did, so she didn't charge us a lot of it because you know, if it if it was something that was near and dear to her that that really mattered. I mean, especially for the entire state of California, for how large our state is, and ensuring that we had access to lands. Um, you know, and that it, it wasn't just shut down for the resources to protect it you know um it to to ensure that that every organization every group because she was you know an equestrian horse rider she was rock climber she was the second amendment representative um she was all about education and arts and science and education she was one of their main ones as well um which is near and dear to my heart you know when i did go to college that i was in you know the sciences and and it, it's just, I don't know. She's an instrumental player, um, and and I don't think that we would be where we were at. Um, you know, she was key in um, what did Amy Garnett post on online? Uh, she 
we we never had a permanent off highway vehicular uh, uh, motorized recreation commission before. It um, had come up just like some of the other bills and had a sunset. The commission wasn't permanent. Oh, the commission. She yeah, got yeah. the commission permanent for state parks, um, and and that was she just, got was that last year, two years ago. Two years ago, she was able to do that. And last year was key because last year we lost Carnegie, but in the loss of Carnegie, we got um, Senate Bill One Fifty Five, where we are going to be looking at new existing state parks. There's 190 state parks in um, in the state of California. I think there's like a 192 altogether and there's nine of them that are state vehicular recreation areas we lost a large portion of carnegie but we what we gained with that was we gained that senate bill where they're going to look at existing state parks to add in state vehicular recreation areas and give us more four by four training what they're going to consider training tracks um or access in in more parks so i mean that's huge for them to be able to uh she got us something where we were going to just purely lose and and she got us uh some potential yeah. Maybe we'll do better gain. than what we had would have had otherwise. Yeah. Instead of us always fighting and and trying to keep or or get back things that we've already lost, you know, she was trying to get in front of it and, and gain us more land instead of, you know, just trying to to keep what we have uh, by the skin of our teeth, you know, <laughs> open. It seems um, like we're always like just trying to hang on to whatever we have left. If we yeah. could just hang on to that, we'll be okay. Yeah. And then some other issue comes up. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, um, so, so Kathy was a dignified woman. She, she was, you know, uh, when, when you talk about lobbyists, sometimes they're held up to be the bad guys. Oh, you know, the smoking lobbyist or the, the oil lobbyist or this or that. Kathy, w- I could not imagine Kathy ever doing anything that was remotely corrupt. And, no. and if you ever see uh, Better Call Saul, the lawyer advocate on that TV show, I mean, for the right amount of money, he would do anything. And and that's like the polar opposite of Kathy. You you couldn't yeah. give her enough money to, to do something contrary to um, her beliefs, to, to her beliefs, you know, of. of of order yeah. and her principles and her morals. She stood high above. And she wasn't about politics. She was about policy. That's what Amy Garnett kept saying to me, you know, and that I think that that's key. That's a hard thing to but, learn. But she had great it's, relationships and she really understood the legislative process. Yeah. She understood it very well. And it's complicated. You know, I, I, I was working with her through the organization and we traded a lot of emails and we had phone calls and I was like, she knows stuff that I would have never known. And through her decades of service and work is, is how she knew that stuff. All right. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We come back a whole lot more right here on Racer Radio. S- not Racer Radio. <laughs> S-E-O-R-C Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome to S-E-O-R-C Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Way back in 1982, Steve and Sherry uh, Kukla founded San Diego Off-Road Magazine, and it was a needed publication for the off-road community as it was growing and growing and growing. No one knew where to go, what to do, what the rules, regulations, no place to go sell their gear other than, you know, some website. Even if, I don't even think they had websites in 82. Nope. So San Diego Off-Road Magazine has been doing the due diligence for all these years. 
And if you're interested, go to ssorm.com. You can sign up. You can get uh, the publication online. There are places you can get it hard copy. But if you want to keep uh, the off-road community informed, you can be part of it as well. You can advertise on it. What? He's asking where you can get a hard copy. Ed's trying to mouth to me, where can you get a hard copy? So I'm saying at Amazon. He's like, I didn't know I could still get one. Amazon, you can still get a hard copy. It's $15.59. Don't you ever get your emails? Don't you read your emails? Wait, I get email? Um, so anyway, folks, go to okay. ssorm.com, San Diego Off-Road Magazine, San Diego Off-Road Magazine. Well, when you guys do events, you guys should get a, bo- you know, a box of them from her, you know, the printed. Oh, she doesn't do them printed anymore. She used to do them for free, and we used to um, mail them to each of our members mm-hmm. each month, but she stopped printing them. Um, now you have to go to Amazon and order, and they're they're made to your order. Um, yeah. And so, it but you can get any month. More. You can get any month, any of the previous months, past years, any of them. You can look oh, up you and can you have can those get. Printed? You can have them printed. Any one you, you know, want. It's super nice. It's a lot nicer than it used to be, too. The, the paper quality is a lot better. <clears throat> oh, and yeah. It, so the pictures are more clear. And oh, the writing, it's very nice. It's a little yeah. stiffer paper. And here's a guy that has never even, hasn't even seen one. I have, I own, I have three <laughs> no, of them I have, since I have she stopped. I got the Amazon I did, ones I did, printed. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what's neat about that magazine is, is readers can send in their, their photographs. They have different themes. She has contests you know, for it. They, they, you know, they have contests, but they have themes like, like Valentine's Day. So send in a picture of the couple. Uh, or the vehicle that gets stuck the best. Exactly. So if you're picture goes in the magazine it's fun to go to amazon and get it get the hard copy printed and and have that on the bookshelf and you can show it to your friends and like oh look here's our picture well i would like to do a shout out to tiara del sol i'm pretty sure their picture is going to go in this next month is is, is that a four-wheel drive club in san diego yeah tiara del sol four-wheel drive club in san diego i want to do a huge shout out to bodnice i am supposed to be calling in right now and i'm supposed to be on site out at valley of the moon with tiara del sol this morning um unfortunately i celebrated um one of my really good friends birthdays and and the life of kathy last night and woke up a little bit too a little later than little, you little planned. less functioning this morning than I planned. So um, I am not out Valley of the Moon with Tierra Del Sol Four Wheel Drive Club right now with Bo Nice and and Bill Kassler and Justin Ashley and it looks like Mark Davenport and John Gray. I'm seeing in a picture with a couple of the Bureau of is Land Amy Management there? representatives. It looks I, like I Eric Amy Sullivan Bomber with is the, there because she called me said she saw. There this, you go yeah. again. She saw a Sprinter van on the side of the road broken down. She it was you. She thought it was me. <laughs> yeah, um, she might be. She's not in any of these photos, but they are out on the trail and they are putting in their new kiosk and their new trail signs for adopting the trail for Valley of the Moon. So I'm super excited for them since I just went out and did that trail two weeks ago. Um, they were going to do a trail day today and clean up any trash or anything along the way. But I got to say that, that there's got to be a lot of off-roaders out there that have a lot of respect because mm-hmm. I didn't. we didn't see trash. We didn't see, you know, um, things left over uh, that needed to be picked up Just that, takes were, time. that were left. So um super proud of, of Tierra Del Sol Forward Drive Club for their um new adopt a trail uh Valley of the Moon going in. They're they're out installing signs right now as we speak and out on that trail. So huge shout out to them. 
And um, as I talk about that, I want to challenge you other clubs out there. Uh, there are, are lots of clubs here in San Diego. Um, they've broken out and started their own, you know, whether you've got seven vehicles in your club or, you know, you're up to, to 50 like Tierra del Sol uh, in your club. I want to challenge you to get involved. Um, sponsor Corral Canyon. Corral Canyon has, you know, over 20 different trails on it out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Sponsor one of the trails and get out there and do a trail maintenance day. Uh, with all this rain that we've had, there's a lot of overgrowth. We need to get in and get those bushes trimmed up, the manzanita trimmed up. Uh, it's that time of year. It's springtime where we usually get out to Corral Canyon and we usually have a trail day with the San Diego four wheel, um, four wheelers and with TDS, Terra del Sol and San Diego. Off-Road Coalition, and um, we usually go out in, in April, actually, and do a trail maintenance day. So we need to get a hold of the Cleveland and see if we're going to get that um, on the on the schedule. But I want to challenge you other clubs to step up. Um, San Diego Off-Road Coalition has a couple of them. Uh, what, do you, what do you think the club should do? Adopt a trail? Adopt a trail. Sponsor Canyon? a trail. Um, any Maybe. trail, where, so wherever them, you're at. Possibly, if they get an agreement, they could put a nameplate so you put at a the name beginning. At the beginning of it, and they would go and out and they would trim bushes and take care and of it. If there's Hold. a rock in the wrong place, they could push it back. Yep, the tree falls over, you get your chainsaw out and you cut it up and get it out of the trail. It's all yeah. part of the trail maintenance and and keeping up. What it does is it lets the agency and that organization know that that um, there are users that care about that area, and mm-hmm. it helps us to if. If say oh, a you know what else yeah uh, a potential endangered species comes up because once you consider it endangered, they then have to treat it like it is while it goes through the process. So um, you know, letting them know means we work with them, help to keep the areas open, uh, have access to it. Um, and, and if people are volunteering with a trail and they they're spending time, uh, the hours that they spend can go to a grant match. Um, the agency like the Cleveland National Forest gets uh, money from state parks in the form of a grant to do operations, law enforcement, uh, safety and education, yes. th- those activities. So the, uh, a club adopting a trail will help the forest get a little bit more money uh, to do their management. So that, that's a good point. It yeah. shows we care. Just we care. Yeah, exactly. So I want to challenge those clubs to get out and be more active in your community. Be uh, Step up and, and get active within the agencies and start hosting some more trail maintenance days and some more cleanups um, within them. I feel like SDRC has held a lot of cleanups this season. Um, and Most and we've been active in in every location that we possibly can to, to ensure that we show um, the agencies that we, we truly do care about these areas and we want to keep them open and we're here to help in any way that we can what about adopt a highway we do that as well but i mean the other clubs should too it looked looked pretty clean yesterday i drove by um audrey do you know if um bronco peak trail is adopted by anyone that's that's the trail out of Corral Canyon. That's probably the hardest trail out there. I think that that's actually a TDS trail. I don't know if it's TDS or San Diego four-wheelers. I always get them confused because one has Sidewinder, one has, um, there's Gunslinger, Sidewinder, Bronco Peak. Um, oh, gosh, there's a, there's a few other ones. I motorcycled over that years ago, and it was really a difficult trail. Now that I'm older, I don't know if I 
want to bring a bike on there. <laughs> Rocks are not kind to the side of the bike. <laughs> I'm glad or you, your body. I'm glad you're finally well, yeah. starting to take into that there into consideration. That <laughs> well, it's that recovery time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, wow. You know? <laughs> it's been a week. Yeah. And I still can't walk. <laughs> it's well, yeah. Well, you know, again, we talk about this all the time. Everybody needs to get involved. If you want to continue to do the sport you love, you need to be part of the solution, which is the more people that show up, the more people that get involved, the the powers to be will see the results of that. Yep. And it'll help make their decisions maybe different because That'd be exact. For example, if they said, "Hey, if every off-roader would like to have open deserts, come to this meeting," and nobody showed up, guess what? It says a bad sends a bad message. Yeah. 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 Or if you do stupid stuff like cut chains, cut down fences, mm-hmm. go into areas you're not supposed to go, damage or destroy private property just because you want to get to the top of a specific mountain and you know you got to go over this this private party or private property to get there that's not a good thing no no yeah disrespecting private property is is a big problem right it's a problem it makes people mad and when people get mad they they try to find a solution right to them and their solution is is really detrimental to our our fun and when you cross that line who's who do they blame the whole off-road community yeah all of us are bad guys one guy does something wrong and, and we all pay yeah no i'm i'm right there with you and you know we got to constantly tell people that we shouldn't have to but we do we have to constantly remind people we shouldn't have to constantly remind people to join the groups that are out there and there are a lot of off-road groups out there yep. so you're not locked into one you could go to their meetings they all have websites Find a group that you really like, the people that are in the group, and then join them and support them. You know, we would love to have everybody in SDORC. Oh, yeah. By the way, our general meeting is this coming Tuesday right. at the Ranch House. So if you want to join us, we are going to have a, basically a, a group chat and hang out from 6 to 7. And then the meeting goes from 7 to 8, 8.30, depending on what how many different things we talk about and what all we have to discuss. But you're all welcome to join us for our general meeting this Tuesday. Uh, at ranch the ranch house, house in Santee. Yeah, yeah, ranch house restaurant. You've never been there? I've been there, yeah. <laughs> Good food. Yeah. Shout out to the owner, Pierre. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Pierre. He gives us the space. He's mm. been a, a good friend of ours for many years. And you never know who's going to drop in. Elected officials, famous racers, mm-hmm. bunch of uh, dedicated off-roaders. So we have, we have fun at our meetings. Well, this one we'll be talking about uh, our reflectors and... When we're going to go out there and um, put them on the fence, that's be one of our pro- one of our topics. Yeah, we'll reflect some more on Kathy Lynch and in honor of her. I just gotta. I'm I'm, I'm not going to be able to to not talk about her for a long time. I think and definitely dedicate um, a lot to her. She is a. Yeah, we'll never replace her. We'll hire another lobbyist, but we're not going to be able to replace Kathy. No, no. So the, our groups are, we're, we're talking about what we're going to do, and we don't know exactly what we're going to do, but we're going to do something. We're going to look, and we're probably going to hire somebody. Yeah. Whether 
I don't know the details of how it's going to go, but we're going to keep working. We, we yeah. have legislative um, priorities. We have issues. We, we need help up there. We're, we have to Audrey have and I are far from Sacramento. Yep. And even if you live up there, it's, it's a daunting uh, system to work with. It takes a, some very specialized expertise to be able to navigate and, and to optimize uh, people like a, our, our situation. Like, how do you make that work? Yeah. Um, in the coming weeks? Oh, it looks like it's about our time. All right, so let's take a quick break. You're listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Are those the same two entry songs? What do you mean? You you need to find a new random, (laughs) because that sounded just like the last one. It's a, the motor starting. It's a top fuel funny car. I was going to say, can you can you tell what it uh, is by the motor starting? Of course I we can. should make bets. Well, on this. of course I can. We should. <laughs> of course, hello. Can you name whether it's a Chevy Nova SS or can you say, name whether or not it's a Chevelle? Or well, it's not it's a, a Ford. I guarantee you that it's, it's a, a Chevy. Not a Ford. <laughs> so, Audrey, you're going to Devil's Canyon next weekend. Um, is that looking like? I think it's the 16th. Uh, I'm going to be Bo Nice's passenger for Devil's Canyon. Tierra del Sol, you have to pull a permit to run Devil's Canyon. It's just uh, it's a canyon um, that goes up the grade. So they're at the top it's of the right grade at Inca Paw right now. Eight. Yeah, they're at the top of the grade at Inca Paw right now, um, which is where Valley of the Moon is. It's it's across oh, the way yeah. from the Desert Tower on the other side of the Desert Tower. So that's where they're currently at. But one of their other trails is Devil's Canyon. Devil's Canyon does the entire grade. So as you go down the grade to the bottom of the hill to Ocotillo and back up. Um, there's uh, two washes that, that go in and out and crisscross back there in there. Um, and Devil's Canyon is is one of them. Um, and this is a trail you have to get a permit um, and you have to get permission. It's limited down to, I think it's either 10 or 12 vehicles maybe, I think is your max that you're allowed forget, at one time. I think you're um, on the right track. Yeah, I don't think it's I I don't think it's more not than ten. That many. There's not that um, many vehicles in and they only give six or seven permit permitted runs per, per year. year. Yeah. Per year. It's that, six. That's on the edge of the habitat of the peninsula bighorn sheep. Yeah. And that's so they not... have to do stuff to protect the sheep and and so by limiting the access to the canyon, that's part yeah. of Yeah. So that's not per club. That's for the entire that's, yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. That's There's only any... six per year, no matter what. Tirado Soul gets all or most of the permits? Four. They get four? Okay. They get four. Because they've um, adopted the trail. They yeah. pull trash out of it. Mm-hmm. They, they do nice things for the place. Yes. Yeah. So it'll be a, it'll definitely be a trash run. Been, have you Devil's been in there? Thing. No, I've been trying so, to, I've been trying to go for two years. You've for a couple years, of years, you've been trying to get in. So yeah, I, I want to hear what you think they of They tell it. me my 94 YJ, my husband's Jeep isn't big enough. Um, it, our little pizza cutter tires, they say, know. won't make it through, even though KJ's we a, hear that. KJ's an exceptional driver though. I, yeah. th- I think sometimes a, a good driver can get through stuff where other people can't. You know, yeah, it's all about tire placement. So I'm I'm excited for for that. Um, then Easter Jeep Safari is coming up for those that want to head out of town and go is to Moab, Moab in Utah. Um, uh, there'll be a big ex, a, a big uh, a get together and gathering for Easter Jeep Safari this year. Tread Lightly's putting on a few different trail cleanups, um, so that's coming up. It's a whole week long event. I believe Easter is uh, April 17th, so it's going to be the same weekend mm-hmm. um, or same 
week. Of I wonder the if week Rick is going. Rick Moore, our guy, after. he goes every He year. hasn't missed it in a few years. Rick Moore, Sorry. shout out Are to you there, Rick. Rick? Um, Hi, Rick. I just don't uh, know with his, if his arm, arm is if okay, he's healed enough is yeah, for him to drive and to go. His friends want to go. Yeah. So we'll, we'll hear about it and we'll, yeah, we'll so see. Easter Jeep Safari is coming up, but that's typically, you know, our, our end of the season. It's kind of our final call out for, for us when My we talk desert. And I'll we go talk... to the desert in the summer at night. Well, you know, we can go to... to uh, but I'm just different. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, switch it up and switch over to like um, Bear Valley. Uh, I'm sorry. Big Bear or, or you I'll know, somewhere in the mountains, you know, to Definitely. go up or a flame on the backside of Julian or something like it's that where it's a little cooler. Side, but, you can, but it's, it's not as hot as way down in the desert. Yeah. So, uh, state parks gives out money and grants and in the month, now the month of March and April, the grants applications are available for the public to look at and comment on. And so I've been reading grant applications and, um, I'll be writing comments. And in the years past, I found all kind of funny business with people asking for money for crazy things. And uh, so far this year, I haven't found any any um, funny business, uh, but I'll keep looking for it. I consider myself a custodian of the off-roaders money, and I want to make sure that money goes, uh, gets spent accordingly, gets get spent properly. I don't want it wasted on uh, radar detectors, on vehicles that aren't necessary, on patrolling places that don't need to be patrolled, like when the San Diego police were getting a grant to patrol the beaches. Never mind that the lifeguards already have uh, jurisdiction there. So it'll be interesting to see what I find, and I'll be I'll be reporting on that probably at the end of April. I'll, I'll talk about um, if I found any funny business, which I always love to find, and I always love to write a harsh comment. Um, <laughs> And I'll be writing uh, positive comments on the grants that I think are good for us. And, of course, I know a number of people in agencies that, that write the grant requests. So when I see good grants, I want to say a shout out to those guys and say thank you for this grant. I, I hope you get funded. This is a worthy project. So when I'm talking about grants, for instance, the Cleveland National Forest will get some. The Bureau of Land Management from El Centro, they'll be getting a, a large grant for the Imperial Sand Dunes. Um, uh, friends of El Mirage and Friends of Jawbone, uh, those are two different nonprofits, and they will be writing grant requests for a lot of money, or the, their requests are in uh, like over a million dollars, an awful lot of money. They've taken over most of operations from the Bureau of Land Management, yeah. and w- which is really astounding to me that a nonprofit can take over management of an off-road area from a federal agency, but they, thanks to Ed Waldheim, did that. But if you think about it, the federal agency doesn't have enough representatives to to pursue and 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 manage that area. But the nonprofit, the nonprofit has then raised enough funds to handle, and they've set it up in the correct manner that you you have the correct people in place. They're they're paying people to work out there. Yeah, they've got a bunch of volunteers. And they use, like, they have cleanups and they have volunteers and they use those hours for the match and they somehow leverage that into a large amount of money. Yeah. And it, and it's needed. The size of the area. I mean, Jawbone's big. There's a lot of trails out there. It's um, big. It's well-loved. It has a variety of interesting terrain. And, you know, if you park at Jawbone, it's a neat ride over to Ransburg. You, you ride to Ransburg and have lunch. 
so, and ride back. So Jawbone is off the 395 and it's off the, the 14. Oh, it's the 14. Okay, yeah, so it is a little off ways the 14. From 395. Okay. But I mean, it, it's still, you know, it's, it's a short drive, but it's a long way on a dirt bike. You're almost to Bishop, right? No, it's on the other side. I'm not sure where Bishop is further north on 395. It's just before that, right? It's it's the it's, so it's 14 between like Highway 5 and Highway 15, but closer to 15. But closer to 15. Yeah, yeah it's sort of a diagonal, I guess. Okay, and then El Mirage is right there at the base of Lake Isabella. Um, when you're headed up off of what is that, the 282 and the 395, I think. Yeah, right there. I forget. I remember I took 395 and go north a ways, and you. Why I think it's called the 282, and yeah. and then and then you turn right there, and, and it's El Mirage you, is the base of that. It's, so El Mirage has the dry lake, which is expansive. It, it is big mm-hmm. and hard. It's almost like asphalt concrete. It is extremely flat. Yeah, and they have high speed racing, and mm-hmm. they um uh, they they manage it pretty well. If it, if there's any water on it, they don't let you on it. Nope. Right? They don't want to have ruts and, and grooves and stuff. Um, and you're not allowed to do donuts or burnouts. Oh, you know who else goes out there, which is kind of interesting, is a land sailing, like a, oh. a giant skateboard with a big sail. And yep. they go, those guys go tearing around. But in addition to the dry lake, there's a lot of acres of trails, especially on the north and uh, and the east side of the dry lake. But I had my three-wheeler out there, and it took me probably half an hour to go around the perimeter of the dry lake. Yeah. Like, it's really big. Yeah. And they have a 200-mile-an-hour club, people that have gone over 200 on that relatively short distance. I think it's about two miles. It's an alternative so. to uh, Bonneville. It's, it, one of, it's, 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 well, it's the just, same people do both, but yeah, this is like the warm-up. And then the big day. Right. Yeah. Is, and then is, you got, uh, yeah, and that's just another, a lot of people test and tune there before yep. before they go to Bonneville. Yep. Because Bonneville is a little bit, of a, little bit of a hike. It's a long way. I think they only do Bonneville in August. Yep, and it's coming up. Yeah. Oh, it is. And, and in August, El Mirage. I think they they have a monthly uh, meet right there. But you can go to SCTA. dot com, which is Southern California Timing Association, and they'll give you all the information as to what their schedule is. Sure, the schedule and the rules, and mm-hmm. like you know, what do you you want to build a vehicle, whether right. it's a car or a motorcycle, wheel, all the wheel. stuff you need to do. Yeah. And, and who has the yeah. record that you're now you're trying to. You know, I, I thought saw the lowest one was 50 cc with a sidecar, mm-hmm. uh, normally aspirated, <laughs> and no fairing. <laughs> well, the fun the fun thing is to look for uh, land speed records that have been around for a long, 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 long time, and then try to break them. Sure, you know, yeah, but, ruin that guy's fun. Well, no, it just makes him crazy. And he Ed, Ed's next door neighbor, um, two two houses down and and across the street, Caddy Wonker, Dan uh, Daniel Hostetter. You were Hostetter. Hostetter. Yeah. He has uh, held the land speed record for what twelve years? I think he. He's uh, got a built Deuce Coupe, a nineteen thirty two Ford, custom that's built highly out of garage, changed to modern. Twenty bucks says it's got a flathead in it. Because those guys love breaking land, uh, flathead Ford <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think records. he does. Because yeah. it's easy to put a big block in it or something like that. But it's got a big block. It's a challenge it. to use that, that yeah. flathead engine. It yeah. is. Yeah. But you can squeeze some serious horsepower there. All right, folks. Become a member of SDORC. 
support us, support those that support our sport. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see you Tuesday. In loving memory of Kathy Lynch, yep. I dedicate Aww. this show to her. My heart goes out to her and her family, to everybody that she's affected, and all her clients, all of our yeah. clients, and, and all her associates in the capital. Tune she's in next week. Popular. We'll yeah. have more updated news on Kathy's situation and our new uh, lobbyist when that comes out. Otherwise, you guys have a wonderful day. This is SDORC Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.